Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Three, two, one. But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Here we go. Oh, he's so September 2022 people. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody's ready. This should be a fun, different, interesting episode of the Aerator Sports Podcast. Here's what I want to do. What I'm going to do is hit probably two, three, four topics right off the top. Some more serious than others. Uh, one of them will be Aaron Judge. I don't talk a lot of baseball, but we should acknowledge hitting 61, uh, including the guy that dropped that baseball. So we'll hit three, four really small things off the top because I feel like they're worth acknowledging. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back to what I deem the topic of the day, which is yet another report about the Pac-12 demise. I'm going to tell you why I don't believe it. Uh, And then we will wrap DJ Wagner, the number one high school basketball player in America. It appears as though we have a major update in his recruitment. It appears as though I think we're starting to get down the home stretch. And it appears as though there is one school that is pulling away from the pack as DJ Wagner, the number one high school player in America. Uh, We have gotten some news on him that I will share to wrap the show. Before we get to DJ Wagner, before we get to the topic of the day, as I said, I do want to hit two, three, four things off the top, and I could have done them at the end, but I think when I start with number one, you'll explain why I'm just going to lead the show with it really quick. We'll do eight, 10 minutes off the top, get to a break, talk pack 12. But I bring it up because, first of all, I thought it was important off the top. We have a lot of fun on this show. I try to be loose. I try to make fun of myself. I think a lot of you guys and girls enjoy me making fun of myself. But there are very serious topics in the world, and one of them is going on right now in the state of Florida. And through the years, we've had thousands upon thousands of people from the state of Florida listen to this show. Um, I would venture to guess at the very least hundreds, if not thousands, every single week. And I know many of you will not hear this show or hear me but I just want to say on behalf of myself, on behalf of the entire community that listens to the Aerator Sports Podcast, uh, we're all kind of monitoring what's going on with the hurricanes in Florida. Scary videos coming out on Thursday. Obviously, again, we know everybody either knows people, lives there, used to live there, has family there, went to a game there. Everybody's got ties to Florida. Obviously, our thoughts are with the folks in Florida. Again, I know you're not going to hear this, and I, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it because... There are serious topics in the world. I want to acknowledge the folks of Florida. Um, Also, I do want to acknowledge something a little bit sad from from the world of um, 
you know, media, social media, pop culture. Uh, I should would be remiss if I didn't mention the passing of Coolio and and Coolio, the musician, the rapper. The only reason I bring it up, we do kind of acknowledge people that are important outside of the world of sports. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm in my mid 30s. I think most people listening to this show early, mid, late 30s. Everybody's got a favorite Coolio song, Coolio moment. Uh, Gangster's Paradise was very much uh, a jam from back in the day, early to mid 90s. Uh, Dangerous Minds was a big summer hit. Uh, Gangster's Paradise was the song of the summer. And so obviously very sad news uh, with the with the passing of Coolio at the age of 59. TMZ reported that right before I started recording the show. A much lighter news. I don't often talk baseball, but I just wanted to take two, three minutes to acknowledge Aaron Judge hitting home run number 61. Congrats to Aaron Judge. Home run 61. Fly, fly, fly away. Okay, that was terrible. I think John Sterling's the voice of the Yankees. Uh, first of all, a couple things on Aaron Judge. One, can we stop complaining about the cut-ins to our favorite sporting events? I don't know if you guys and girls saw this, but on Saturday, the world was freaking out because ESPN had the audacity for two or three at-bats for Aaron Judge to go ahead and... Um, to go ahead and cut into college football games, Wake Forest, Clemson, Auburn, Missouri. I'll say this. I think the Auburn, Missouri thing, it was probably a nice reprieve from that awful game. But, you know, ESPN got crushed like they always do. I think some of the criticism is fair. Some of it isn't. Uh, but I have no issue with that. Uh, congratulations to Aaron Judge on an incredible season. I will say this really quick. Does anybody else find it kind of weird that we're just not really acknowledging that 61 is not the home run record? Like, this is one, like, like, I have no super strong opinions about, but if you Google single-season home run record, uh, Barry Bonds with 73 home runs in 2001 comes up first. Mark McGuire with 70 home runs in 1998 comes up second. And so I have, like, I'm not mad about this. I'm not upset. I just find it very bizarre that we're treating 61 as if it's the record, and if he gets 62, we're going to probably, uh, you know, uh, stop games and, and you know, moment of, of tears on the field. And it's like, I sort of get it, but I sort of don't. Like, it'd be one thing, right, if Major League Baseball took Mark Guire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds out of the record books, but they didn't. They're still in the record books 73 is still the record according to the record books. I just find it very strange that everyone's just like, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. Forget Bonds and Sosa. Uh, ha- congrats to, to, to Aaron Judge on matching Roger Maris. Now, what I, I mean, even just think about it at the most basic level, right? Like imagine Dan Marino or, or Tom Brady breaking Dan Marino's touchdown record. But, you know, Joe Montana has an even higher record. But we don't acknowledge Joe Montana's record. We acknowledge Dan Mar- It's just a very bizarre deal. I don't get it. Congrats to Aaron Judge. Finally, what I would say really quickly, what I would say really quickly is, um, did you see the guy that dropped the ball? Did you see the guy that, this was, this was, I think the biggest story of baseball, right? And it's been funny over the last couple of days, we've had some record setting home runs. Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run at Dodger stadium. Don't tell anybody. I actually had a ticket to that game. I did not go. Um, I wouldn't have been sitting in the bleachers, so I wouldn't have caught the home run. But that home run went for $3 million, I was told, on the open market. And so you start to wonder, you catch number 61 or 62 from Aaron Judge, you're getting a pretty penny. Instead, some guy in, in a, 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 you know, a Bichette jersey dropped the home run ball. I guess it was the bullpen coach that actually caught the home run ball. But can you imagine? You're, you brought your glove to the game. You're this close 
to having a multi-million dollar lottery ticket. And instead you dropped it. Instead you dropped it. And now you're just a dude in a Bichette jersey with warm beer that's overpriced. You're never going to have a chance like that again. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Aaron Judge on number 61. By the way, speaking of, of lost meal tickets, and I know I'm all over the place, but I saw this topic. I would normally end the show with it. But while we're doing odds and ends, I just told you about the guy that had a multi-million dollar meal ticket in his hand if he had just held on to that Aaron Judge home run ball. Did you see the plight of the guy who divorced Mackenzie Scott? Okay, don't know if you know who Mackenzie Scott is. Mackenzie Scott is the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, owner of Amazon. You may have heard of him. Thursday Night Football tonight will be on Amazon, owned by Jeff Bezos, who divorced his wife, Mackenzie Scott, who is now worth $34 billion with a B. $34 billion with a B, okay? And so she ultimately um, got remarried. And less than two years after that, whoever the guy is she married, she just filed for divorce. And so people were telling me, well, you know, what if they sign a prenup? What if they this? What if they that? Listen, I'm not a divorce expert. Never been divorced. Hopefully never will be divorced. All I can tell you is if I marry somebody worth $34 billion, I'm going to make sure to make it work. Okay. So shout out to the guy that married a woman worth $34 billion and she still filed for divorce. My guy, you couldn't have done the dishes a few times. You couldn't have walked the dog. You couldn't have taken the trash out. $34 billion. Don't tell me about a prenup. There's no way he got a cent of that in that divorce. Trust me, her lawyer is going to be better than his. How about the guy that was married to the woman worth $34 billion and got nothing? Insane. Insane. Listen, I know I'm all over the place to lead the show, but but I wouldn't have talked the guy that got divorced if I didn't talk to the guy that dropped the air judge home run ball. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to be right back. And when I come back, this is what we're going to do. We are going to get to a serious topic. The Pac-12, we had two different reports that apparently the Pac-12, apparently the Pac-12 is on on the the fritz again. I don't buy this report one bit. I think it was leaked. I think I know by who it was leaked by. We're going to discuss all that. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, let's definitely switch gears after that first segment. Listen, the first segment was all over the place. It started. I want to be a little bit serious with what's going on in the world. I quickly, I want to talk Aaron Judge. It then goes off the rails with Mackenzie Scott. Don't ask me. I don't know how that ended up the way that it did. Uh, but let's switch gears. Uh, again, shout out to the guy. $34 billion, my guy. Just take out the garbage. Just take out the garbage. Just put the toilet seat down, my man. 
But let's switch gears. Let's get to college football. By the way, Friday show, full college football preview like we always do. But I do want to talk about another interesting story in college football that came up on Thursday. And this is one of the reasons why I do like doing the Monday through Friday show. It allows us to hit on some things that we otherwise wouldn't hit on. And what I want to hit on today is a good old-fashioned realignment story. And it's interesting, right? Because, you know, during June, July, and August, it felt like there was a new realignment story every day. USC and UCLA leave for the Big Ten. Then it becomes a question of what happens to the other Pac-12 schools. Does the Big 12 get some teams? Does Notre Dame go to the Big Ten? And then it all kind of quieted down. But on Wednesday, we got two different reports, not one, but two, about potential you know, more craziness in realignment and the possibility that the Pac-12 could be no more. And so I want to discuss it because once again, I'm not sure I believe it. I will say this. I've been for the most part pretty right about all of these realignment stories. I'm not sure I believe these. And I will add this. I believe it is being leaked. I believe there is one culprit that wants this story out. I'm not totally sure that I buy it, but let's get into it. Let's discuss. And the two stories the first one came from Andrew Marshand um, from he covers the media space. OK, so he doesn't cover a team or a sport or whatever. He covers media. OK, so Joe Buck signs a new contract. Pat McAfee goes to college game day. He's the guy that's reporting on this stuff. And so what he reported is, remember, all of this, this whole conversation, this whole conversation about realignment, it started in the summer because three different leagues were up for TV contracts, you know, to, to have new contracts for their leagues. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. The Big Ten, sensing weakness in the Pac-12, grabbed USC and UCLA to strengthen their TV contracts, which they got done a few weeks ago, $8 billion over seven years on Fox, NBC, and CBS, which we talked about. The Pac-12 and the Big 12 are still in negotiations. And so why that's important is this. It is because Andrew Marchand said on his podcast, and he covers the media space full time. He's talking to TV execs all day. He said that the Pac-12 and the TV partners they're negotiating with are hundreds of millions of dollars apart on their negotiations. Not very good. Not very good at all. It's especially not good when you factor in a second report from Dennis Dodd of CBS. And Dennis Dodd's been all over this realignment stuff. He's really good at what he does. Um, and his report essentially said this. It said that the Big Ten is not done considering the Pac-12 schools. Now, the argument would be, one, it gives you natural travel partners for UCLA and USC. But more importantly, it would open a fourth time slot for TV. You have the 12 o'clock window on Fox. You have the 3.30 Eastern window on CBS. You have the 7 to 7.30 Eastern window on NBC. And now if you get a few more Pac-12 schools, now you can play games Later in the night, 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock kicks, and you sell another TV package for more money. And so that's Dennis Dodd's argument, and that he said the Big Ten is still considering Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford. And obviously, if that were to happen, it would probably mean that the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, would leave for the Big 12. And so those are the two reports. And as I told you, I'm not sure that I believe either of them, not because the reporters aren't good. But remember, every report is based on a source. Every source has an angle. And I believe there is one entity that very clearly benefits from these reports being out. And so let's get into it. Let's discuss. And let's kind of what we're going to do now. 
if you're watching on YouTube, you see the visual. I'm putting on my thinking cap here. So if you go back the last two or three months, what do we know about this Big 10, Big 12, Pac-12 situation right now? I think we know three things pretty clearly. I think that we know that as the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov, said the other day, if the Big Ten wanted anybody right now from the Pac-12, they would have already had them. They could have gotten Oregon. They could have gotten Washington. They could have gotten Stanford. They could have gotten Cal. They could have gotten Washington State and Oregon State if they wanted them. But they haven't taken them, and there's an important reason for that, which we're going to come back to. Two, and I think a lot of people are missing this, the Big 12 clearly isn't a very good alternative. Why? Because once again, if the Big 12 was this incredible alternative, this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, then guess what would have happened? The four schools that the Big 12 wants would have already gone to the Big 12. And so what this says to me is what I have said since day one. It is that I think everybody is trying to get to the Big 10 as they should. There's a lot more money there. But if you can't get to the Big 10, I get the sense that the 10 remaining Pac-12 schools without USC and UCLA would much rather stay together than go somewhere else. Because again, if the Big 12 was a great option, people would have already taken advantage of it. So to me, I don't buy the report and I don't buy the report from multiple perspectives. First of all, from the Big 10 perspective, we already talked about it. If they wanted other schools, they would have had them. Now, do I believe there's always discussions internally, externally in the Big Ten? I do. And do I believe there's probably some people, probably not only in the league office, but from some schools that want further teams and more expansion and a new TV contract for those West Coast games? I do believe that's probably the truth. What I also believe is what I have told you since day one, hour one, minute one, and all this stuff. And it can always change. But what I believe, what this comes down to, people keep saying, well, just add teams so that USC and UCLA don't have to travel as much. Listen, they threw USC and UCLA a life raft, okay? And this is not a charity. And why I don't believe that the Big Ten is in a rush to add any schools, because I've told you many times, and is because those schools do not add enough financial value to the existing TV deals. And even a new deal doesn't create enough new revenue to get the 16 schools in the Big Ten already interested. I've talked about it. I've broken down the numbers. The Big Ten signed an $8 billion deal a few months back over seven years with those three TV networks. Get some from Fox, get some from NBC, get some from CBS. I'm not great at math, but I did some back of the envelope math. You do $8 billion divided by seven. That comes out to 114, oh, one, excuse me, 114. Comes out to $1.14 billion a year, okay? You divide that by the 16 teams in the Big Ten, that comes out to about $71 million a year for the 16 Big Ten schools, with the caveat being that it's probably not $71 million to start. It's probably a little bit lower. The money goes up over the course of these seven years of the TV contract. And so if you start to do some simple back-of-the-envelope math. Think about how much money a new TV contract would have to generate to make those schools more money than they're already going to get because, again, it's not just that you get two, three, four hundred million from another network to broadcast late-night games. You're now dividing the pie four more ways between Oregon, Stanford, Cal, and Washington. 
Now, I'm sure there's ways that, you know, the, 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 the payments will be on a sliding scale and the new teams get less at first. But at the end of the day, to add new teams, you have to create new value. And even if you're getting hundreds of millions of dollars, it's not enough to really create all that much new value for the existing schools that are already in the Big Ten. And then I would flip, the, flip it the other way, too. Does it make sense for another TV network to commit money to a product that isn't very good, right? Because think about it. What you're going to get if you sign up for the fourth TV window in the Big Ten, and I hope this is all making sense. It makes sense in my head. I hope it makes sense as I explain it. But remember, the Big Ten has already spoken for at noon Eastern, 3.30 Eastern, 7 and 7.30 Eastern on NBC. So now you're signing up for the West Coast games. So what you're essentially signing up for is one of those current Pac-12 schools that doesn't create a lot of revenue. And what you're really signing up for is really the fourth best game of the day in the Big Ten. Because the first best game goes to Fox, second goes to either NBC or CBS, third game goes to the opposite one. And so now you're signing up for the fourth best game featuring Stanford or Cal or Oregon or Washington when we already realize that those teams don't create revenue. So I don't know that it makes sense for the Big Ten schools as they exist. I don't know that it makes sense for the existing, uh, or excuse me, for, from the uh, from the TV networks. And so I don't get it. I don't buy it. So the question becomes, you're probably sitting there driving around saying, Torres, well, why do these reports come out? Who does it benefit? I think there's one very clear entity that it benefits from right now, this second today. It's the Big 12, right? Because the Big 12, nobody benefits more from the big, the Pac-12 falling apart than the Big 12. You, you get your pick of your teams. Maybe, by the way, the Big 10 isn't interested in Oregon and Washington. You add those two teams. All of a sudden, you add the four that you want. Maybe you get two more. Now you have the late-night West Coast window to sell to sponsors and to sell to TV networks, excuse me. And so to me, this seems super obvious. I'm not saying the Big 10 isn't having conversations. I just don't think there's much thirst for adding Washington and, and, and Oregon and Stanford and Cal. I do think there's a lot of interest from the Big 12 in adding the four corner schools and maybe Oregon and Washington as well. So to me, all you got to do is follow the tea leaves, follow the money. There isn't that much money to be made for the Big 10. I think there's a lot of money to be made for the Big 12. That is my prediction on who is leaking all this information. Now, could this information change? Could we eventually at some point get the Big 10 finally bite the bullet and say, you know what, we're going to add the four teams? I guess I just don't know that a new a new contract, even in a new time slot, create that much additional revenue for the Big Ten. I'm telling you, I think it's the Big 12 that's trying to get this story out. I want to make some phone calls. I want to make some phone calls on Thursday, see what I can find out for the Aaron Torres pod community. That's my belief. I'm sticking to it. So I'm going to do take a quick break, come back, and we will talk about DJ Wagner, number one high school player in America, think we know where he's going to go. We got a report that was very interesting on Wednesday. We'll discuss that next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to once again welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. When I tell you, they got an incredible offer for you guys going into this Thursday night. I am not telling any lies. Okay, so first of all, Betfred, I've told you their story. Started in 1967 in the UK. They have over 1,600 shops in the UK right now. They have come to the United States, and they have made a big splash. They are the presenting sponsor of the Colorado Rockies, of the Denver Broncos, and oh, by the way, Aaron Sports Media, the Aaron Podcast, college football betting, all that good stuff. But as it pertains to this evening, they are also the presenting gambling sponsor of the Cincinnati Bengals, and they are giving away four free tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals Thursday night game against the Miami Dolphins. Right now, as I record, we think it's going to be Tua versus Joe Burrow, shades of 2019. And here's how you got to enter. It's super simple. All you got to do, follow Betfred Sports on Twitter. Uh, From there, there will be a link to sign up for those of you that are in the state of Ohio. Obviously, gambling is going live on January 1st of 2023. So sign up there. You're automatically entered. Follow Betfred Sports. It really is that simple. It really is that great. And it speaks to something that I have been telling you for a long time here on the Aratora Sports Podcast since we started working with Betfred. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. Free tickets to the Bengals tonight. Tailgates outside of the Broncos game. Tailgates outside of the Cincinnati Bengals games. Betfred betters are throwing out first pitches at the Rockies games. They are an incredible sponsor. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And I got to tell you, we are so excited to be working with Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. Download now. By the way, the Torres Boost will be coming on Friday's show. I'll give you details on how you can get boosted odds on one big game this week. With that said, really quickly before we get back to the show, I also do want to thank Bracket Fanatics, who, of course, is our sponsor for our year-long NFL Pick'em Challenge. It's Thursday night. As I just told you, we got a big game tonight, Miami versus Cincinnati. If you're already signed up for the Aaron Torres Podcast NFL Pick'em Challenge, make sure you make your week four picks for the NFL. And if you're not signed up, guess what? It's not too late. We are doing weekly $100 giveaways. Congratulations again to our listener, Vitaly, overseas in the Ukraine. He won $100 courtesy of Bracket Fanatics for week three. Week four is wide open, so make sure to go up. Uh, If you are already signed up, make sure to make your picks. If not, it is not too late to enter. And as always, as I told you, we also have that $1,000 season-long cash prize, courtesy of Bracket Fanatics. Go ahead, click the link in the show description. Also, go to BracketFanatics.com, join pool. You can join the Torres pool if you are just now entering. If you have already signed up, make sure to make your week four picks. Thank you to Bracket Fanatics for being the sponsor of our NFL Pick'em Challenge. All 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Final segment of the show. So good to be back. And I do want to go ahead and wrap uh, with a little bit of high school basketball recruiting news. And it's really interesting, right? I was thinking about this the other day. I said to myself, I said, you know, I, it's been really quiet with the recruitment of the number one high school basketball player in America, DJ Wagner. And that's not all that unnormal for this time of year. For people who don't really follow the high school basketball recruiting calendar, usually about early August to early October, it's generally a pretty quiet time in the high school and college basketball recruiting world. AAU season ends, players are off the road, coaches are off the road, players are getting ready for their senior years of high school. And then what tends to happen is, Late September, coaches are allowed back on the road. October visits start to happen. And then late October into November, as a general rule, that's when you start to see a lot of high-profile players who have not already committed make their college decisions. So it's not that unnormal to not really hear much about high school basketball recruiting in early to mid to late September. But I thought to myself, I said, we really haven't heard that much on DJ Wagner. Started calling around to a few people, uh, trying to see if there was anything that I missed. Well, no need to worry if I missed anything because we got not one, but two big pieces of information as it pertains to DJ Wagner's high school recruitment on Wednesday morning via Travis Branham of 24-7 Sports. The first piece of information, it is that DJ Wagner, number one high school basketball player in America, alongside, by the way, his his high school teammate, Aaron Bradshaw, who is a five-star center in his own right, they plan to visit the University of Kentucky on October 14th for Big Blue Madness. The second piece of information as it pertains to DJ Wagner and really Aaron Bradshaw too, and I think this is important, Louisville along with Kentucky have have long been deemed to be the one and one A for DJ Wagner. And as of right now, there is no plans for DJ Wagner or Aaron Bradshaw to visit Louisville the following weekend on October 21st for Louisville's own kind of midnight madness season opening event. And so I don't want to do the uh, Vince Carter, it's over for DJ Wagner's recruitment. But I do think that this piece of news, that he is going to Big Blue Madness at the University of Kentucky, I think it's nothing but a very, very, very good sign that DJ Wagner ultimately ends up a Kentucky Wildcat, especially when you take it in context with a couple other things. So let's talk about DJ Wagner. We'll get to Aaron Bradshaw to kind of wrap the segment. But to really start with DJ Wagner, I want to be careful what I do here. Because as we all know, not once but twice have we thought the DJ Wagner recruitment was over, right? It started, I think everybody knows the story by now, but DJ is the son of Dewan Wagner, who played for John Calipari at Memphis. He was the original one and done. Uh, Dewan is very loyal to John Calipari. John Calipari kind of pushed him into the NBA, made sure he got paid. Uh, Dewan, the father, had some health issues. So he's always been very loyal to John Calipari. And it's been pretty much presumed since the day that DJ emerged as a big-time prospect that he was ultimately going to play for John Calipari at Kentucky. So that was the first time that we thought this recruitment was over. Then, of course, we all know what happened from there. 
Milt Wagner, who is DJ's grandfather, Dewan's father, was hired by Louisville. He played at Louisville, won a national championship in 1986. One of his teammates was Kenny Payne, the current Louisville head coach. And so once Milt Wagner got hired as a special assistant, alumni relations allowed him to keep recruiting DJ, everybody presumed that the recruitment was once again over in favor of Louisville. So I want to be really careful saying that it's over doing the Vince Carter. But I will say again, you take the Big Blue Madness news with some other information that we have, I think it's nothing but a very good sign for Kentucky. So what is that other information? First of all, it really comes back to something that I told you really about a month ago, probably three weeks ago, two weeks ago, when college coaches were allowed to get back on the road for recruiting. I thought it was an important statement that John Calipari began that period, that recruiting period in Camden, New Jersey to see DJ Wagner. It's for a couple of reasons. The first one, where a coach opens the recruiting period, especially at the highest levels at Kentucky and UCLA and Kansas and Duke and Carolina and Arkansas and Texas and whoever, where you start that recruiting cycle is really important because what you're telling that recruit is I could be anywhere in the country. I could be watching any player in America and I am choosing to be here to watch you. And so I thought the fact that John Calipari made it a priority to open the recruiting period in mid-September in Camden, New Jersey, was a great sign that John Calipari believed that he was in good shape in DJ Wagner's recruitment. And I'll take it a step further. I think the opposite is also true as well. I don't think that, I think that if you don't believe that you have a chance at a recruit, you're not going to go visit, right? You're not going to throw up a Hail Mary uh, going into a kid's senior year of high school. If you don't think you have a chance, you're going to prioritize somebody else. You're going to be somewhere else. You're going to focus on somewhere else. So I thought that John Calabari being in Camden was a great sign to open the recruiting period. What I would also say as it pertains to Big Blue Madness, and I think this is important, DJ Wagner came to Big Blue Madness last year, okay? And so why I think this is important in the recruitment is, especially for a family like DJ's, they do not appear to be very interested in the pomp and circumstance song and dance of the recruitment period of the recruitment cycles. Okay. They don't do a lot of interviews. You know, Dewan went through it all when he was in high school. I don't think they're impressed by the facilities and the, this and the, that, and the, the media trying to, you know, put a microphone in their face. There's some families that love that. And that's perfectly fine. I'm not here to judge that. I don't think the Wagner family cares all that much about that. And so the fact that they already went to big blue madness last year, if they didn't like, like, like if Kentucky wasn't of interest to them, why are they going to go back to Big Blue Madness to see the pomp, the circumstance, the excitement around the, the, the program? Why would you go back a second time if you've already seen it? If you have no interest in the school, if you have no interest in playing college basketball, if you want to go somewhere else, I don't know why you go back a second time. It doesn't make sense, right? You already saw it. So right now, all you're doing is you're going because you want to get back to campus. You want to see the coaching staff. You want to see everything that comes around the, the basketball program. It's a great sign that he is going back for a second time. If he was unimpressed last year, I don't think that he would go back this year. I would add, you know who else is going to be a big blue madness this year? Oh, I don't know. The other three players in Kentucky's recruiting class who are already committed for 2023. Justin Edwards, top five prospect. He's been on this podcast. Rob Dillingham, Reed Shepard, who is a top 25 prospect whose dad played at Kentucky. All three of them, as of right now, are expected to be a big blue menace. Why is that important? Your best recruiters aren't those highly paid assistant coaches. Your best recruiters are the future teammates of these players. And I will tell you, I can tell you for a fact 
that those players are going to work really hard to sell DJ Wagner on coming to Kentucky with them. How do I know that? Well, Justin Edwards came on this podcast in late August, early September, prior to the Under Armour Elite 24 game. And he said on this show, oh, I'm recruiting DJ Wagner. And so the fact that you're going to be around all of those other players, that's nothing but a good sign for Kentucky because now you don't just have the recruiters, uh, you know, you don't just have the three assistant coaches recruiting for you. You have the three committed players recruiting for you as well. And finally, what I would say is on top of the fact that he's not going to Louisville, which is a huge sign in its own right, it goes back to what I just said a minute ago. When you have the family dynamics that are at play, um, and especially with this particular family, I don't think they're in this for attention or this or that. I think, one, I give them credit. They're keeping the noise out, letting the kid focus, and it appears as though letting the kid do what he wants to do. But two, because there's the family ties, I don't think that they're trying to kind of send mixed messages or mixed signals and we're going to go here, but we're not going to go there, but we're still interested in that place. If they were still interested in both, and maybe they still are, but it feels weird that you don't take the Louisville visit if you're still interested. And it feels weird to take the Kentucky visit if you're not interested. You think Dewan Wagner wants to play games with the guy who helped him so much in his career with John Calipari? You think DJ Wagner wants to play games with his grandfather by not going to Louisville? I could be complete. That part is speculation. I could be completely misreading it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't feel like that's what this family is about. It feels like the family is solely about doing what's best for their son, not doing anything for attention, not doing anything for, for, for interviews, for clout, for social media. They seem to want to do what's best for their kid. And so I'm not saying 100% for the third time. I'm not going to sit here and do the Vince Carter, it's over. But you put all of that together, that is a really, really good sign for Kentucky. And I'll tell you what, you put Dewan Wagner, you put DJ Wagner, excuse me, Dewan Wagner Jr. I guess he's DJ, I guess he's a Dewan Wagner too. You put DJ Wagner with the other three kids that are committed, that is a really, really, really scary class. And I am telling you, you talk about the hype coming into this year. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, it starts up the hype for 2023-2024 when at that point Kentucky would probably have a legitimate argument for the number one class in high school basketball. Really quickly from the Aaron Bradshaw perspective, that one to me is a little bit more cloudy for a few reasons. One, the recruitment in general has been very strange. Uh, he said over the summer around Peach Jam that the plan is I'm going to commit either before Peach Jam or during Peach Jam, it's going to get done. Uh, you know, my understanding is then his mom got involved, said, you don't need to rush this, blah, 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 blah. And I have no issue with that. Mom's looking out for her son. Good for her. No issue with that. But then on top of that, there's a couple other factors that, that, that kind of make me just kind of wonder what, what's going on with Aaron Bradshaw. One, there is the professional route option. And it seems as though uh, as of right now, by the way, it's worth noting the one and done has not been changed and will not be changed for the 2023 draft. So all these kids in the 2023 class at least have to go to college. But um, it, I think the professional option is a route for Aaron Bradshaw that he's considering. Um, G League Ignite has been recruiting him hard. And I've said many times, G League Ignite is run by Jason Hart, who, who played 10 years in the NBA, coached at USC. I don't want to say I know him well, but I've seen that guy in practice. He's a superstar. And if you take that route and if school isn't for you and if you just want to train 24 hours a day, I can't blame you. But I do believe that's an option. And I think the other thing with Aaron Bradshaw that makes it a little harder for me to say that I feel really good about his recruitment Remember, Kentucky took a high four-star, low five-star in the class of 2022. Ugana Kingsley, late in the process, allowed him to reclassify and brought him to campus for this year. Why that's important? 
they already kind of got their center position set for the 2022, 2023-2024 season, which would be when Aaron Bradshaw gets there. And so as I kind of look at that situation from 30,000 feet, I'm not saying you can't get Aaron Bradshaw, and especially in this transfer portal world that we live in, you just never know. You, you can't ever guarantee that any one player is going to be at any one school at any one time. But I would say the Aaron Bradshaw one to me is a little bit more fluid. But to go back to Dewan Wagner, to go back to DJ Wagner, I'd feel really, really good if I was a Kentucky fan. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. It is time for me to get out of here. Before we do, I want to remind you, make sure you're subscribed. Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music. If you want to do your boy a solid, go to YouTube and subscribe there as well. New episode, these episodes dropping every single day, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. At some point, we'll bring back the mailbag segment. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. But that is all for today's show. It is time for your boy to get out of here. And with that, I want to thank you. Shout out to Torker. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you have fed on Block Mate. By the way, shout out to JJ Reddick in general. Heard he got like seven new gigs at ESPN. Eh, you know, you can still unblock me. I was still right when we argued that one time. Unblock me, bro. I'll be back Friday. College football preview edition. Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.